welcome to the Business of Life. I'm Arlene Dickinson, and I'm here in Calgary in the studio with Jan Arden. Hello. 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 <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about stuff. We yeah. don't always know what we're going to talk about. I get asked that a lot. I get asked, do you guys have, like, do you write scripts or do you have, like, things? And I'm going, no, we well, actually. Well, I write a script, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Arlene just shows up and wings it. I can't believe it. Listen, one thing I did want to talk about, and it's so so simple, but it's like being raised in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. Uh, and the reason I bring this up is that somebody sent me this thing yesterday about a diaper that someone is, I'm not even going to name the company because I'm not going to even throw that out to them. I'm not even going to give them the satisfaction of naming the company. It's a very famous diaper company. They're putting a sensor into the diapers uh, that a parent, and, and the parent will have an app on their phone, and I wish I was kidding, um, to tell them when there's, it's got enough pee in the diaper for it to be changed. What? Yep. Come on. I'm Arlene, on my mother's life, and she's no longer here, so maybe that's the wrong thing to use. But, yeah, so the app will go, beep, 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 your your kid's diaper's full of pee. Oh, or, my goodness. I'm like, oh, how do we survive? Like, I didn't have a car seat growing up. I don't know if you had a car seat. Mm-hmm. I remember riding I in the belts. steering wheel of yeah. my dad's car. <laughs> so I was small enough, and I remembered I was probably... I don't know, two years old, people would think, how can you remember that? I remember being in the steering wheel of the Pontiac. So here, that's it. Comment, diapers, app, your kid's diapers full of pee. Like, how, how are these young people surviving parenthood? How, how, we, we don't need an app for everything. No. And we don't need, it's, common sense is just gone to, and this, this whole, you know what, you know why artificial intelligence oh will God. win? Because we're not using any of our own brains. I mean, you know, like the, like we don't use our own common sense and our own minds because we're expecting the phone to tell us everything now and the, the mobile apps to do everything for us. And, and while there's a benefit to technology, not all of it is to make the world better. I'm sorry, people. The You know, there's a lot of apps that are just laziness. And that, that, that is the epitome of, uh, it, you know, feel your baby's diaper and maybe just give yourself a, uh, your head a shake and ask yourself if you want some piece of technology sitting that close to your child's skin. I mean, I, I don't even understand why you'd want to do that. I Oh, I guess it's a, a, it's a strip that goes in there. It's probably not it's, technology. No, it's, it's, it's just it's a, some kind of it's a It's got to have some that, technology that it, yeah, attached it's, to yeah, it. That's in the diaper. Ugh. But I'm like, that's just one more thing that the world doesn't need. And I, and I think it makes people, it's like you said, it makes them doubt themselves. Like, oh my God, I don't have Wi-Fi. I, I can't make it on this holiday. Um, I love it when I go someplace and I don't have Wi-Fi and I don't have anything. I love it. I, I, I It's five days. I don't even care. I'm like, get the books out. I'll read. I know it's hard when you're like running an empire, Arlene, <laughs> but I mean, I, I dread the day that they let people speak on planes. Like even a year ago, they had like, um, the flight attendants would come down the aisles and they would say, put your phone away. That's got it. You can't do that. Take off and landing and stuff. And it's very lax now. I don't know if you've noticed that, but you know, when I'm traveling people, everyone's on their phones. They're doing the, the, the safety demonstration. No one is looking at them and they're not telling anyone to put their phones away. Yeah. And even I've seen people with the noise canceling headphones on and the stewardesses aren't, or the flight attendants aren't doing anything about that now anymore either. Yeah. They're just letting people have them on. So it's changing. I don't want to hear a guy beside me talking on the phone for four hours. I just don't. 
No. I, I, they're, they're, I agree with you. Technology's gone a little bit crazy. I, I mean, I feel like, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you, I've, I've had a, I've had a complete, you know, we are, as anyone who listens in on us, we never really stay focused on any one topic for too long. But part of why we don't is because, you know, we, we have things pop up in our heads as we're talking that, that lead us somewhere else. So you're talking about whatever it was you were just talking about. <laughs> we need a nap to remind and, you of that. And no, and no, my point being like sometimes we can be so self in our own kind of world that we don't really listen well. And, and I find sometimes, you know, I need to be a more effective listener because I can get trapped in my own head. And my own kind of thoughts of what's going on. It's and the I've just nicest had a thing real, you can do for a person. It is. And I've had a real, you know, and I, I, I'm not trying to justify it. I, I did hear what you were saying and I did listen to you. I'm just thinking of, I was thinking about, I've had, I'm just tired right now. I'm feeling really tired. I'm feeling like, ugh. Like, well, I know you don't want to talk about it and we certainly don't have to, but you are in the same, mm-hmm. you are in the middle of a journey with your mother. Oh, such a journey. That, that and I said to you on our break, I said, Arlene, I'm glad it's you and not me. I'm glad I'm not going through it. Mm-hmm. And um, your dad passed away several years ago. Yeah. And now you're dealing with your mom who's in her yeah. 80s. She's, you know, um, a, a very gracious, dignified lady. And I don't think, you know, she she's not really enjoying this. And I think it makes oh, no. it hard for, for her daughters, yeah. her kids to navigate, right? She slipped into depression for sure. I mean, she's just, you Have know, you my, thought my about father. Medication um, for her? Yeah, I mean, listen, she's my my dad passed away when he was seventy three from cancer. Seventy three, like that's young. Like when I think of it now, like you know, like it was it was several years ago. So at the time, it seemed, oh yeah, seventy three is live a good life. That's not that far. You know, it's only ten years older than I. Yeah. Am. Um. So he he wasn't that old, but he suffered from uh, he had prostate cancer that ended up metastasizing into the rest of his. Uh, organs and body, and and um, eventually died from a heart attack because the cancer can get so hard yeah, on your yeah, on your yeah. on your heart. Then my mom started to get sick, and I I'll tell you um, after he passed away. No, no, they they were divorced. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, no, my mom. My can... mom got my mom started to get sick just recently. She's been quite healthy. She's very healthy. She's she was very healthy, and now she's um, she she had a fall, and I, I guess this is very common that when you very. have a fall, that yep. you know things they become more trepid about walking. They don't, you know, they get a little bit more nervous, and and her fall was it just impacted kind of her outlook on life, and I think she just realized the mortality and the the fragility of her body at the time because up to that point she didn't have hadn't gone through that. But she's also got other issues going on right now. So, but depression is probably the biggest dip- thing to tackle right now because it's, yes, for sure. When a person is not motivated, I mean, I don't care how old you are, where you get to in your life, when you don't have a purposeful life, when you lose sight of that, when even the simplest activity, mm-hmm. whether it's you know going for a walk around the block or watching a program that you enjoy or flipping through a magazine that you enjoy mm-hmm. depression as you know keeps you from doing any of those simple tasks that are so important to human life and yeah. and to enjoying the day have you had it depression mm-hmm. oh very much so but i think the saving grace for me and and anyone out there that has suffered with depression will understand this i knew the reason for it so if i was depressed it was something to do with a relationship you know mm-hmm. ending a relationship mm-hmm. or having trouble in my personal relationships it would have had something to do with 
you know, someone who close to me who had passed away. or So I knew what the catalyst was for my depression. I think that blanket depression when which my dad had as well, when you say to them, well, what are you, what, what are you melancholy about? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I have no purpose. I, I, it's life. I so, don't, there's no, yeah, there's and no I think that's to, the yeah. kind of depression that is, you know, you've got to speak to your Stability. doctor. You've got yeah. to address it with somebody, but it's so hard to break out of that, and that's where your mom is. Yeah, I mean, I've had depression where I've literally struggle to get out of bed like I've had depression where I just I, I I just thought I'm overwhelmed by this I can't do it I and 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 it's hard though this is one of those things I'm gonna cry we haven't cried for a while no no well it's real yeah and it's, it's not... hard watching your parents oh it's really hard to watch your parents Suffer. It's it's terrible. We don't even have tissues around here. Warren no, gave me Warren some kind is of a paper towel. Bad producer. Warren. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's yeah, it's hard. I don't know how you can get around it. I mean, no, you can't. You just can't. It's life. It is. It's but it, life, and it's a circle of life, and it's okay to be emotional about it. It is, but I I I think too. It's so. It just brings me back to to where I was with my mom. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's when you watch somebody you love, and you with and you feel like an an a hole, yeah, because, because you try and push them out of it. Yes, yes, yeah. And that's the worst yeah. part. Yeah. I, I'm sure you feel guilty. Well, I feel I leave sometimes. I think, oh, I could have been kinder, <sighs> or I wish I hadn't said it that way. But ugh, you know, no, you, when you're you want to shake them, yeah. Oh, I I wanted to throw my mom through the wall half the time. Um, and I've been very vocal about that, yeah. and I think people need to hear that, Arlene, because yeah. it's not. I don't. What else will you do that's harder than that? I bet you this is harder than when your marriage has ended. Yeah, oh yeah. I was getting rid of a a jerk, a jerk at that time. So it was actually, you know, um, it was actually. The, but it's your mother. There is no other relationship no. No. on the planet no. as filled with love, frustration, um, anxiety. It, it, it and, is and it, you, you just to, the mother yes. can do that yeah and you you want your mom to you want to be them to be the parent and you end up being the parent of your oh. of your parent and then you you know right you look always looking for their um they're okay they're okay yeah, yeah. but has it changed your relationship with your daughters i mean of how they mm. treat you and i know we, we we're coming to the end of this little segment but it's yeah. got to shed some light on, you know, you and Mariana or you and Carly. Marina, or Marina sorry. Marina and Carly. Um, let, let's come back to that. I'm okay. going to go grab a Kleenex. Okay. And then we'll come back. Okay. Yeah, we've ta- uh, we talk about this a lot, but I think it's, um, I, I honestly think it's partly it's, to do with, it's our age and stage, it's the experiences we're having, but so many people have reached out to me, and, and I know, Jan, the impact you've had with sharing your mom's story, but so many people have reached out to say how much they appreciate that we do share these it. things, because we don't talk about it. We there's feel so much shame in there's, it. There's, yeah, and there's shame, uh, well, there's shame and there's also fear, you know, we, yep. we don't know what's next, well, we do, actually. We know what's it's next, scary. our parents are going to die, Yeah, we're going to die, Everyone 
everyone's going to die at some point. Oh, great. And, Tell me that now, Arlene. <laughs> and, and, and trying to make, make sure that we're dealing with it in a, in a way that is respectful of their, the lives that they have lived, that you don't want gives them, them to dignity, be that helps them through everything and doesn't, and then helps you deal with your fear of losing them. It's, and, you know, my mother and I did not always have, like, an amazing relationship. It took, it's only been in the last real, really 10 years of our lives um, that you've that had, conversations. had those conversations. So I'm very grateful that I've been able to reconnect with her and, and find time with her and understand her a bit better. As we get older, we get more reasonable about who they were. Yeah. That they did the best they could. Yeah, that they did the and, best they could. And we see them as people. We see them as people that were not infallible yeah. that they had their own stuff yeah and and i think that well, the thing that's really struck me the most uh, through this all is yeah of course there's the issue and the challenge of dealing with the emotional side of this but there's also the reality side of what's going on with our healthcare system mm-hmm. and what's really happening relative to the support they get and the care that they can give them and and i i know we've talked and touched there's a on tidal this before wave coming but it's you know with like the boomers with the baby boomers cuz they're going to be dealing with another millions of people well and it and it's not a you know if you think about I think I th- mentioned this before, but I think I co- it cost me about $4,200 a month Where she for is. my mom's place at, at a senior's residence. And, you know, so if you think about $50,000 after-tax money, that is people are going to struggle to be able to pay. My the, mom was even more than yeah, that. Yeah, and then yeah, it doesn't she, include everything else, right? Yeah, but your mom is not food and stuff, right? No, just... Uh, yeah, okay, just well, my mom was three square meals a day, so it added on. Yeah, I think no. she was about 7200 a month. Yeah, because yeah, you're buying all the rest of that stuff and on it was, top of it. And it, it was so, memory yes. care. It was a locked memory mm-hmm. care ward. So mm-hmm. that's a whole other yeah. Yeah. conversation. And it's it's not it's not how lucky are we that we can afford that? Oh, and we beyond. Have, you know that's not the point that I'm making. There's but the point that I'm making is many people can't, and then nope. they end up trying to either do deal with the parents. Um, I, I I if I could have my mom at home, I hundred percent would. We've talked about this, but my travel schedule, no, I live by myself, it's, it's so it would be more lonely for her. It. She would hate it. I've talked to her about it many no. times. But but saying all that, I do think that our the nurses, the home care nurses, the the, the staff at these places, they're overworked, they're Ugh. they're stressed themselves, they, they're constantly dealing, a, you know, I spoke to one of the doctors and they're constantly dealing, geriatric care is difficult, they're dealing with people with memory loss, they're dealing with people with physical immobility, they're dealing incontinence. with incontinence, they're dealing with a lot of the challenges and, and I really am grateful for the oh. care they give in spite of the fact that they're exhausted and they don't, you know, they can't, they're it's overwhelmed. Hard work. hard work. Very hard work. No, I, I agree with you there. I was, But I that was, doesn't mean there isn't a problem with the volume of people in the in, that we have. There is the waiting lists. When, when you're going into the public system of looking for a bed in, in a in a nursing home we'll call them nursing homes just for ease sakes but you know there's a lot of time there's a waiting list and you're literally waiting for somebody else to die in order to move yeah your parent into one of those yeah. beds and they're usually sharing a room with you know at least one other per- person if not another yeah. three other like uh, four people in a room uh, where my dad was was a very different situation from my mom yeah and he was in initially with with three other guys and then he was with with another guy and it's still he just but my dad couldn't walk. He had vascular dementia. Like, it was hard. And I still feel bad about what I had to do to make that decision to move him. I mm-hmm. said, you cannot be at home with, with mom, dad. Yeah. 
And he couldn't really answer me. Like, he couldn't really talk that well, but he knew. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the challenge. They do know. What was that movie that had, do you remember they, there was a swimming pool and it was an, in a house and they and these eggs would show up and the older, the elderly people would oh, go in and they would come out young and they swam Cocoon. in the pool. Cocoon. I loved that show. I loved because They got rejuvenated. They, they got rejuvenated. And there's something about that, you know, that... That that was a wonderful movie. That all those seniors dove in that pool. Yes, and they had the fountain of youth. Yeah. The, the eggs were in there, and they they were emitting kind of like a, a whatever the fountain of youth, I guess, yeah. as you say. But the what I loved about that show is it let they still had the wisdom of their age, but they had the freedom of their youthful bodies again, mm-hmm. and they were able to do things. It was a very clever things. premise. Yeah, it was a very clever premise. Or Benjamin Button, even the idea yes, of, of having that going reverse. going backwards. Yeah. I mean. How great to have that knowledge with our young bodies as opposed to, you know, uh, an older failing body. But I, I mean... Do you think about dying? I do. I'm, I'm really... My mom gave me a gift that uh, there, you can't even put a that. price on. My dad was so scared of dying and it showed when he went. He just fought it the whole way and he talked about it his whole life. Uh, he's, I'm never going to make it to 40. I'm not going to make it to 50. I'm not going to make it to 60. This is the guy I was around all the time. Yeah. Gloom and doom. Yeah. My mom was like, I don't care. I'm not ready to die tomorrow, but I'm... What, why would I worry about that? But My mom you- had a grace... She just didn't, she wasn't worried about it. She was never worried about it. But do you ever, it's not, I, I, when I say, do, do you think I am not dying? worried about you, it. No, I'm not about fear. I'm asking if, do you ever have moments you think, oh, I absolutely this is it. think I'm gonna, about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a heart attack. Or I'm yeah, gonna I've have, had lots of heart trouble over the yeah. years. I've had heart trouble since I was a what kid. What goes through so, your head when that happens? Um, I'm just like, oh my God, am I having a heart attack? Uh, I, I haven't had heart things since I quit drinking. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Yeah. Um, my abuse of alcohol really made my heart mad. Hmm. Like it just my my ventricle didn't like it. I've had trouble with my left ventricle for my my life, and I had a pacemaker when I was like twenty. I had it for seventeen years. Anyway, um, yeah, I think about it in terms that are actually quite positive because I'm able to really concentrate on getting things done. I know I have time limitations. God, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. I don't know, but I want to make the best of it. I'm not worried about it. We're all headed the same way. There's nothing... The person beside me doesn't have any more opportunities than I do. Like, we're all headed the same way. So thinking about death really enables me to embrace the life that I have and to be present in my own life. And I worry about people that don't think about it at all. They're like, taboo they don't want to talk about it they want to talk about the funeral they don't want to they don't want to do a will we've talked about that before it's it's ridiculous to me but it's a anyway we'll come back and talk about it i know we need to we'll come back and talk about this we've been talking about thinking the 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 the, um the idea of actually rationalizing death and thinking about death and yeah, and I was I was saying to you that I feel like, for me, I, I there's absolutely no sense of me that doesn't understand the mortality that I face. You know, I mean, I'm getting older and I understand it and I'm 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 ready for it. But I have um, panic attacks, and I get my panic attacks okay. in the middle of the night. And oh, these gosh. panic attacks for those anyone else out there who gets Horrible anxiety in a hotel. attacks, they're they are 
really, really bad. So you wake up um, and you believe that you're having a heart attack. That's the only way to describe it. You, you wake up and you are convinced that you're dying. And so your heart's pounding? Your heart's pounding. You, you have this sense of dread. You have this sense of doom. You believe that the, you're, you're going through a heart attack. And it's, a very, oh. it's fairly common, um, but it's actually really horrible. And what's horrible about it is that you, you, know, you actually know you're not having a heart attack because you wouldn't be having the thoughts that you're having. If you were having a heart attack, your heart would be, you know. You, you'd be passed out. You, you'd be, yeah, you'd probably, by the time you got out of bed. But it wakes you up. You jump out of bed or I jump out of bed. And I go, not now. I'm not ready to die now. I'm, I'm ready to die, you but I'm not ready. Yeah, yeah. I, I think about it. I go, and, you, and it's kind of the, it's a little bit of the, what do you call it? The negotiation with God. You know, like you go through this negotiation saying, no, I don't want to die now. I know I need to die, but I don't want to die right now. Not now. I've got things I need to do. Like that's what goes. I, I got calls I got to return. I got calls I got to make. Deals I got to do. No, it's it's just that I don't think, I, I don't, it's just not time. And and I think that's actually me knowing that it isn't time. That is, it isn't so the time So this stuff just wakes you up? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, your heart starts and, and to how race. how often do you get this? Not that often, but usually when I'm under a lot of stress and I'm tired, if I haven't slept well for a while and I'm tired and I'm stressed, I will get these attacks. And and I'd say, mm, you know, like a few times a year. I'm not talking that's like once a week. That's a few times a year too many. But it's... It, Many people get them, Jen, and oh. a lot of people get panic attacks during the day. I've never had a panic attack during the day. I've never had it. I've never experienced it. I can't imagine how debilitating it I would be. I wish you'd call me or text me or something. Oh, at three in the morning. Hey, I don't, I'm having a panic attack. No, but you can. <laughs> no, but I... My I, phone No, is... you're not that rational. You get up, you, you have it, you think that thought, you walk around the room, you go back to bed. I mean, that's for me, that's what happens. Do you get a glass of water or a get water. You you literally are probably just, just walking to make sure that like you start exercises? to understand that it's not real. You go, oh, no, this is just a panic attack. Do you have medication that you can take? No, like I, I'm unsure. I, do, I don't take medication. I've got a big adversity to medica- okay. medication in my life. Anyhow, I know it's something that probably would help, but I don't take any. Um, and I it's think- out of the blue, right? So you have no, nothing that tells you, you just wake up. You just literally wake, your heart's racing. You think you're having a heart uh, attack. It's a very interesting thing. And, and I just want to clarify what I just said, because Medication is an incredibly important aspect oh, no, no. for I, I, controlling I don't people's think, lives. That's yes. not what I'm talking it's, about. It's here. a personal it's choice. A per, yeah, and and but in this case, I haven't used any medication to to help it because you can't predict it, and you don't really. I'm sure there's lots of deep dark reasons that I even experience it. Mm-hmm. But I I think people out there who are listening, if you do get panic attacks and anxiety attacks, are becoming I I've had ang- a lot. I've had a lot of anxiety. Common. That that and, and I don't have anxiety. And I'm glad we're talking way. about that. Well, I, and I think we've talked touched on this before, but when I stopped drinking alcohol, and it, I'm coming up three years in August. Congrats. Thank you. Um, when I stopped drinking, my low-grade depression went away, mm-hmm. and my my sort of biting, nipping anxiety went away. So for me, trust me, I couldn't have been more gobsmacked by the fact that those two things that had dogged me for so many years... Um, for me, in in for what my symptoms were, were alcohol related. Hmm. So because I was always in a state of being hungover, or I was in these cycles all the time, and I would drink the and anxiety. then be hungover. So yeah, and I just I knew, I think just there's a part of me that just knew it was, but I didn't realize. I was surprised uh, after even a month of sobriety. I'm like, I don't feel anxious. 
So I really do want to say to anyone listening out there who's thought about, you know, kind of taking the drinking back a bit or stopping drinking or or controlling it somehow or putting it on just on the weekends i really if i really do think it it just works wonders and if you're ha- suffering from things like that it will help and yeah. it'll help with your sleep too like if you're having three glasses of wine four glasses of wine and then you're wondering why you're waking up at two o'clock in the morning Wine will put you to sleep, or drinks will put you to sleep. But it's not going to keep you there. And you do. Oh, you wake up, and your heart's going, and all those things. Anyway, I don't want to get preachy either, because to each his own. But for me, man, what a difference it made in my life. I think any addiction, whether it's cigarettes or smoking or anything that's going to impact your health, is going to create some sort of adverse effect on your mental well-being. You know, we may think we're calming ourselves by having a cigarette or a drink or you know, having to smoke on, you know, a, a joint or whatever you're doing, right, to calm yourself. And and then I think it probably is very true that these things do sometimes calm you down. I think it's, it's the when task. You take, it's when you take them into um, excessiveness. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people just don't have that monitor that says, okay, I had enough, right? <laughs> I didn't have the switch. Uh, yeah, and, and that switch is actually an important part of it. For But the, the anxiety and the panic attacks... I have. I don't want you to have those anymore. Yeah, but like, I, I've had them for years and years and years and years. And I'm, I'm kind of, I, I, I've just, as I said, I if I can be grateful about anything, I'm grateful that I don't get them during the day. I'm grateful that I only deal with them once in a while at night. That's so peculiar um, to me. Yeah, and it's and sometimes you'll you'll think that someone's in the room. Or, oh my lord! Uh, yeah. So I I I, I, I tell you what. Those listeners out there who experience that, write on, you know, write us at our Twitter account at the yeah. Business of Life, or to eat to us, or personally. to us on our Twitter accounts, or Facebook, to Facebook, or wherever you want, and talk to us about these things because we love to hear from you and we understand more than people I think believe. I think they see us as, you know, we're women who are strong and and unflappable and infallible and none of that is true. We have mm. a lot of anxieties. We have a lot of stress. We we deal with multiple challenges and we I want you to understand we we feel for you too and we Well, you we know, just just it. you speaking about your mom, you know, and and being upset and and going through um, you know, all the things that so many women in, you know, our this generation are experiencing and it's it's across the board something that I talk to people about on a daily basis, whether I'm in the grocery store or getting stuff at the pharmacy. I, I, undoubtedly, Arlene, a few people, men too, will come up to me and say, I just went through with my dad. I just put him in a thing. I just, yeah. it's, it's to me, it's been a remarkable, comforting journey for me to have people going along with this with me. Yeah, because we're not alone. No matter no, when we feel you're not. the most alone, you're not alone. And I think that is one of the hardest. We we were talking earlier about depression. I think part of the the hardest part of any human life is believing that there's somebody else out there who cares about you at any given moment, and believing that you can reach out and admit that you're failing somehow or that you need help. These are things that are very difficult for us to do but when we find the courage to tell somebody else and admit that we are struggling or admit that we're down or admit that we have panic attacks or any of those things it is at those solidarity moments that you, it, it is at those moments that you get the most uh, the warm embrace of of people strangers complete strangers who will who will feel for you and understand so 
I, I know it's I don't want to in any way marginalize or diminish the pain of depression. Um, and I, I, I would encourage well, you to talk it's to, killing a, people. to a it's, professional it's literally, if you're suffering yeah, from it. It's literally killing people. It I, is killing people. I, I had a, this is on my mind because I was uh, out at my cottage up north in Ontario a couple weeks ago and was speaking to one of the fellows in a business and he said that uh, a young boy had that had worked there, he said, do you remember so-and-so? And I said, yes. And he said, uh, He's, he just killed himself, oh, and he, he was killed himself because of a fight with his girlfriend. <sighs> and um, now, of course, there was much more going on in his life no, than just that fight. No, but I'm still saying, you know, to, but, but, but that was the catalyst that yes. tipped the wagon, right? Yeah, and, and the sad, there's so much there's so much destruction that happens as a result of these these acts. I mean, his life gets lost. You know, it's such a shame that this, this the future of his life is gone. She found him the next morning, um, so her future is impacted, and, and, it, it, and, and everybody, everybody, everyone he knew, and, and it's. And, and I don't know why, but the world is full of depression and anxiety. Lots of changes. And there's lots and of political are, unrest. There, people are afraid um, of what's going on in the world, and we've spoken about this before. And and I and while it's not popular, and so so I want to do two things. I want to kind of tie a bit of a bow on the depression topic. Please see your doctor. Please see uh, a professional. Please, you know, take Tell. care of yourself, you guys that are out there who are going through whatever. And ask how people are. Yeah. Ask how people and, are and doing. Listen. And like listen. Like if you haven't you heard earlier. from a friend for a week and like, I don't know, she just seems really busy. Or he, you know, take the time to fire off a text or say, hey, I've been thinking about you. I haven't heard from you for a while. Um, that makes a big difference. Yeah, because so so many times you go, well, they haven't called me, so why should I call them? No. Well, the reason they haven't called you might be because they're in their own world and they don't know how to reach out and they don't want to reach out. And, and it's circular. You get into depression, you get more and more darker and darker and darker. This is where my mom is at right now, where you just don't want to reach out and, and you want to withdraw health, from the world, yeah, right? D- uh, depression is a very, very common yeah common condition with geriatric mm-hmm. patients mm-hmm. and you know when you think about it, it it is end of life stuff it is people rationalizing uh that time has run out yeah and um you know your mom is is quite lucid you know she she's 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 there you know she's quite uh when i spoke to her she, she just, has moments yeah she has yeah. moments of brilliance and moments that aren't but that's the reality exactly of it. but i i think the anxiety you know if we move past that kind of depression and what we're talking about there but when we talk about anxiety and you know you think about what's going on in the world and you look at the reality of the the lack i think of of people standing up for what is right because they're so busy protecting their party their political party uh-huh. that they lose sight of just good judgment and what is right in the world and so that creates confusion it creates anxiety you think you know like i i i feel white privilege for the first time in my life i actually am aware of it i'm actually thinking you know what maybe i think i'm underprivileged because i'm a female well i'm a, I'm a, I don't have any of the racist issues that are going on in yeah. the world out there. And 
I read a comment actually on Twitter the other day about somebody saying, you know, I was, I, I'm white and I, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was basically I'm not privileged. I've, you know, I've just worked hard. And we go, no, you actually, you're, you are privileged. You were hired for you, your you, job. You, you got, yes, you had, yeah. you didn't have the biases that come with um, being a different gender, being a different race, being a different color, you, not race, uh, religion, color. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't have those biases. So, of course, there's privilege that comes with that. And I feel like there's a sense of we're losing sense of the threat of humanity. And that's creating a, an anxiety that very much concerns me. And I, you know, I, I, I believe that we have um, a neighbor to the south whose president is a racist. And why people have trouble saying that and calling it for exactly what it is, I do not understand. He is a racist. There is no question about it. He, there is no, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no doubt. But he seems, His to, he seems to be able it. to back out of, you know, comments that he makes and uh, and 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 find these ridiculous reasons. Well, that's not what I meant. I mean, it, it's. I don't know if he these, says these that are, anymore. I don't think he does say that. He 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 doesn't say it's not. Sometimes he does say it's not what I meant. But he basically is saying, you know. Everything he picks on is either uh, a woman or, well, I don't know. He calls people names and men too, but it's mostly. That I think he's a he racist. hates everybody quite equally. He doesn't. Well, I mean, whether you're disabled or or uh, LGBTQ in that community or transgender or I mean, I, I feel like it's a blanketed dislike of everyone. But that is narcissism. You know, he doesn't. He sees no fault in his actions. Uh, some of the things he says are just mind-boggling to me. But anyways, we won't waste another moment on that. I um, I think these are troubled times. You know, I, I often would talk to uh, my grandmother about the Second World War. I said, you know, when all that was happening and rationing and, and you know, she, even on the farm, my, my grandmother said, she goes, all the, all the men left. She goes, I remember all my brothers going and all, all the men were gone. Only people that were in agriculture stayed because obviously you had to keep making food. And she goes, there were certain people that didn't, want to go or they didn't have to go because there was no conscription in Canada but when they volunteered to go she goes everybody left she goes it was like a ghost town and I do remember asking her about anxiety and like didn't you wasn't there fear all the time and she said well no I we just were so busy there were so many things we had to do she goes I don't remember ever laying in bed and thinking and asking myself how I felt and I thought that was such an interesting Shouldn't have time statement. to shouldn't have time to think about it. And it's it. it's the way it's we are conditioned. It's the way our culture is changing. It's how we're so self-serving somehow. Um, you know, they say there's kids literally the wheels are falling off the bus because they're not getting enough likes on social media. Um, Instagram is re- you know they're changing how they're showing the likes on their platform now. So. You you don't see you can see how many likes I think other people have gotten, but you can't or or it, I can't Warren help me out here. It's either you can't see your own likes, they've changed you can't that. see it. You they've can't changed see. it, so it's not based on those hits that you're getting. Um, they're they're trying to experiment with how that's affecting young people, especially. Yeah, I don't think it's just young people. I think it's people my. Age. Well, don't you? Don't you? I actually, work with a guy that says to me, "I only got so many likes on uh, that that picture that I took at the beach." I'm like, 
I'm looking at them like, are you on something or what? Why would you even think that way? But they do. So, so just, so just, you know, kind of going back to that and the, and thinking about what's, what's driving this. There's lots of times that I will go to send a tweet and I, I have a moment where I go, if I send this tweet, I am going to have people saying, you know, I'm going to have people attacking me and, you know, saying the, the, that they don't. Well, you know, that's just a fact right. now. But, but you, you now think the more and more you express your opinion, the more and more likely you are to be attacked. Mm-hmm. So the, the stronger your opinion and your voice, the more likely are you are to get all this crap. And you, you can sit there and go, I'm not going to do it because I don't <laughs> want that pain in my life. Or you can go, I just keep right I'm on doing it. Doing it. That's, uh, you and I both do. I keep um, right on doing it. I'm like. Dude, you for one thing, you're going to get blocked. And people, are, I have this argument all the time. Just mute them. That you know, blocking them just get. I said they're blocked. I'm not. There's no two ways about it. And if they say something to somebody else that doesn't even, they're blocked. Do politi- Why should did you poli- block should, my friend? Should politicians? Oh, should politicians? <laughs> shut up. Should politicians get to block? People? I don't. I listen. If, if they. <laughs> No, okay, I, think about it. They're, they're elected I, I, poli- they're I elected think they politicians. Should, to, should they get to block oh, people? Oh, why not? Go ahead and block whoever. You, you know, it doesn't... Really? You, so so but, if, you don't, if you don't, if you want to disagree with a politician and they can block you and then they never will hear your opinion even though you elected them? But I, I, I don't know how... They're there to represent you? It's like, I don't think they can have one rule for somebody and a different set of rules for somebody else. And I know who you're yes, speaking about. Because Poli- Donald Trump... Blocks no, I'm not talking about time. Donald Trump. I'm talking Canada. Oh. And and actually that that's not true because the difference is is that they were elected to represent the people and they have an obligation well, to Well, maybe listen while to the they're people. in office, well, maybe this is the thing, while they are in office, but I'm a public person too. And I block But you're not an time. elected official. Well, I was elected you... <laughs> as the best singer in the in the city. No, I wasn't. Uh, but I should have been. But I um <laughs> no, but uh, you're not you're not no okay. Well, maybe difference. while they're elected, maybe for their two year, four year, eight year term, whatever it may be, during that time they have an obligation to they can't block. It's just they, something they can't do. Maybe maybe that's the way to do it. Anyway, for me, um, I'm not. I am always going to express my opinion. Uh, it's very seldom that I will. You know, I do have a rule for myself now. I kind of count to ten. I give myself a moment. And nine out of ten times I go back and I say exactly what I wanted to say anyway. Like even on the days where I feel like, do I really feel like a fight with the, with the, with the morons on the internet right now? Yes, I do. And there's some days I block 150 people. <laughs> See, I, I, I think what, I, what the, goes through my head is would I, if I was standing on a stage giving a speech and there were thousands I of would people, would say I say those, the same thing? I and I, would. I, that's, my, that's yep. my measure. Would I say this in public to the person? I would person? stand in front of would them Would I say, say this in front? Yes. And if I will do that, then I'm – because there's so much keyboard courage where people will say something on the – Internet that they would I never them, say. In a I call them years. armchair anarchists. Yeah. <laughs> They're like people that they want to be these brave. Oh, I'm so tough. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And. And they're just they're in their mother's basements eating cheesies and firing off opinions that they don't even know. I don't even think they've read the, the stream. Sometimes I will get comments from a tweet I made five six years ago, and I will and I'm looking at. It, I'm going, what is this person talking about? So I'll click on to what they've responded to. And I'm like, oh, really? Is this where we are? Anyway, what a cray, cray, uh, 
little show this has been today. <laughs> We've had, we have, yeah, I guess it's uh, it's almost over, and I feel we, like um, we have touched on something but, that's a but very. But to summarize, yes, I'm going to let you do it because we've talked no, about you, some you important go. things. You go. Well, just just uh, you know, mental illness and and Bell, the company that we work with, is has an exceptional platform uh, dealing with mental illness and with anxiety and with depression with all everything that comes with it. They have the Bell Let's Talk Day that is literally uh, been such a game changer for millions of Canadians, millions of people that um, get involved with that program, which will be coming up again soon. But anyway, it, it, and it's about visibility, and I think that's what our show was today. It's about we want to make you feel visible, and it's we about didn't vulnerability. Tra- and it's about vulnerability. Yes. It's about being unafraid to be vulnerable. You guys, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay if you don't have the answers. It's okay if you feel lonely. It's okay. Those things are are normal. Just you know, remember there's people out there who are cheering for and you. And social media can be and, great and, too. And social media can be a good place. Let and, people know that you're hurting. And yeah. uh, you know, ignore the ignore the the the, the people that are. Mean and cruel because there's going to people be people be people on there. Sorry, like Arlene and myself that you know will you know be cheering you on and supporting you. So talk to your friends. Talk to your friends, everybody, and and remember that you um, there are that you're we're all in the same we're boat. all in the same boat, and we when we love you all, and we hope and thank you for listening to us. Thank you. La, 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 la.